Wow. Morning. Morning, Ravi. It's a very, very special day today, isn't it, Ravi? It is special for so many reasons. Special I can't for even begin to uh, to tell you. Well, should we get it out there? You do it. You go it's Ravi's me. birthday today. Thank you. Happy Ravi. birthday to me. Happy not, birthday, not, Ravi. Not to timestamp it. Not, not to timestamp. Oh, oh, he's coming early. Oh, he's coming early. Oh, he's come prepared. <laughs> he is so come prepared. Oh, would you like to drop. introduce our guest? Let me introduce our guest you, because... You introduce. I'll introduce. So today, uh, as a birthday surprise... A birthday <laughs> gift. Birthday from gift me to me. you, Ravi. We've organised uh, one of my very good friends, one of our very good friends, BG... <laughs> to join us to join us on the on the couch brent was my very first boss um when i started working as a chiropractor and lucky for me he's an awesome bloke uh super knowledgeable and tolerant. Has, um, he's tolerant yeah has <laughs> has been you know a big a big part of my life since since we've met mm. and now we now he's been snuck up here onto the couch un, unbeknownst to me yeah and we're here having a having a chat and recording a podcast he's one of our Number one fans obviously always gives us a five star rating, subscribes Rubs. and uh, tells a, a friend, yeah. always tells a friend and tells a friend, passes it on, and now he's going to join us on the couch. So I just want to welcome my good mate, swimming buddy and friend, Brent Gordon. Oh, thank you, Ravi. It's uh, <laughs> it's very nice. I remember um, Ravi joined me at my uh, crow's nest in Norwest office many years ago. Yeah. Actually, probably close to. 20. A couple of decades ago. <laughs> It'd be very close to 20. Oh, let's was, not uh, timestamp Ravi's age because <laughs> he is useless. Useless. <laughs> Toothless. <Youthful. nearly. laughs> so, Ravi got a lovely introduction to practice. He um he was like, oh, I'm just going to have a nice, cool, slow start with Brent. And then uh, one of my other associates broke his ankle on yeah. uh, New Year's Eve. And uh, I called him on New Year's Day and said, mate, you're on real quick because yeah. someone's having six weeks off. Can you imagine I just finished uni, New Year's Day. And I got a call. Can you start work tomorrow? Yeah. What state do you reckon I was in? Oh, <laughs> and that was old Ravi. That was fun. Ravi does the ocean swims. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> the Ravi that we all love. I just did, I just finished five six years of uni. Yeah, I was in I was in great form. But he, was he wanted a slow start. He wanted he wanted to really start in just February. I think ease my way in. <laughs> he wanted a, 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 a long yet. summer. That's right. <laughs> so uh, yeah. he he um he starts up and he was uh. He's pretty good early in practice, and um, I think a few people were a bit like, "Who's this Ravi guy?" And um, and we're in the the hills, and there was a few people that were like, "Oh, actually, uh, you know, you want me to see this Ravi guy?" But I'm not sure I should. And I was like, "Why is that?" And they're like, "Well, you know, Indians." Bit, I gotta tell you that they're like, "Oh, I didn't want to see an Indian practitioner." I was, <laughs> I was like, oh. And then my receptionist would step in and go. Oh, Ravi's his big blonde hair surfy guy. You'll love him. Yeah. And then that was so terrible because they're like, oh, yeah, sure, book me in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not racist. <laughs> not racist, but. So it's okay. He's a blonde Indian. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the hills, it was, it was interesting out there. I still, I mean, I got, when I got out there, I remember the, the number one story people tell you when, you when you're in the hills district is how there used to be cows and chickens and fields. Mm. That's you right. Know, in the property Sydney. next door. But which one? In the property next yeah, door to your own house. Yeah, yeah that's just it. next door to the practice there used to be a <laughs> yeah. dairy farm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Just yeah. here where you are. They, yeah. Yeah. they give you the full history. Yeah. And I feel like I pay that forward, I tell everyone now. I, oh, I, I, used, to, I used to ride horses out where my <laughs> practice was. No joke. <laughs> Told you. See? Told yeah. you. Here we go. Started <laughs> it. <laughs> I used to just tie the buggy up out the front. <laughs> oh, so good. But yeah, it was it was good. Those were the early days. The early yes. days of practice. And um, So one, tell, tell me about your name, Ravi, because I think... My, the story I've always told my patients is like his parents were hippies and they just you know named him after Ravi Shankar, which I think is true. Yeah, that's pretty pretty true. So um, really, 
Yeah, my origin story. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, tell us your story. Well, let me go. Yeah. It's like, this is Ravi's life. This is, this is your life. <laughs> this is Ravi's life. <laughs> By so Ravi you can turn for Ravi. Because the rest of the show is just going to be about me. Yeah. Um, By Ravi for Ravi. Mum's going to stick on. She'll listen to this one. Oh, good. Yeah. She'll so, love it. So, I was born in Karanda <laughs> in uh, 1976. Is that near Delhi? Near <laughs> Delhi. <laughs> there was a Delhi. Um, I was born in Karanda. I was born in a tent. And so my parents, my parents were hippies. They they decided they wanted my mom and dad decided they wanted me to be born in the tropical North Queensland. Mm-hmm. So they got in their combi, drove up from Sydney, broke down a few times along the way. They had a tent in the back of the combi, and they were going to go to this place called Coranda, which is middle of nowhere up in the mountains, up in the hills of mm. of far North Queensland, near Cairns. And the tent got stolen, so then they had to borrow another tent. So basically, I was born in a borrowed tent in a rainforest, and there was no midwife, no doctors, no no nothing. Was your mum a midwife at the time? No, she wasn't. She was twenty-one. Yeah, my dad was a qualified house painter, and <laughs> fully qualified uh, <laughs> slash midwife. And so yeah, and then and and as the story goes, of people there at the at the campsite or whatever, Commune. playing bongo drums at the front, and mm. you can imagine the scene. So. Anyway, that was that was kind of my welcome to the world, and I really, I mean, as you know, weird and wonderful as that is, I really do think that that has shaped who, who, partly who I am today, like the way I view health and the way I view nature. Mm. It's a big, um, you know, we we all seem quite scared of that sort of stuff. A lot of people do, yeah. but I, I've never I've never worried about that. I've just haven't haven't that been my origin story. Mm. <laughs> it would be so, yeah. Be interesting. I've got it. <clears throat> we flattered with a guy when we were at uni, just to add to this story. And he was adopted, and he had an adopted brother who was. He w- he had dark skin. I don't. I can't tell you his where he was originally from, but he was born in a hippie commune out by Lismore. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We all and know each his, other. His brother's name was Kanak. Kanak. Kanak, and Ravi, who was strawberry blonde, yeah. bordering on dark. Um, not Ravi. His actual name was Parakash. And so his parents had named him Parakash. So they adopted these kind of hippie names too through the thing. And he goes, well, when we left the commune and sort of integrated back into society, Kanak worked for his brother. Yeah. He'd go to so school, Parakash. So he's changed his name to Pete. And he's wow. such a Pete, which is wow. the irony, irony of it. We've nicknamed him Puffy after a while because he was such a Pete. We turned him into Puffy. But I wonder how much your you name, know, your name, sort of yeah, how sets much Ravi as a as a name mm. set, for sets you up a man with strawberry blonde hair yeah. has set you up over the years and, and given you a slightly well, Murray, you might not be aware of the term nominative determinism, but it's someone who who lives up to their name Look who grows into their name. <laughs> I didn't say it quite well. I yeah, stumbled over a few of the consonants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, other, the other words that aren't the valves. <laughs> the valves. Valve. Did you put the emphasis? You, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> oh, oh, anyway, actually, um, I named my son um, uh, Felix, and uh, that means happy and lucky. So if he lives up to his name, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Well, Oscar means um, something like holy sword. Yeah. So I hope. Yeah. I hope he, I hope hope he, he doesn't more. use it. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he doesn't stab one, someone in a war. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. it was funny when um, <laughs> Ravi named his son Oscar, and um, my, one of my receptionists, you know, of the of the age, was just like, "Oh, 
look at that's hilarious. You you guys are good friends, and you've got the odd couple of children. You Oscar know? and Felix. Oscar oh. and Felix. Yeah, oh. but we didn't. No, it wasn't the plan. Yeah. No, it wasn't. But it was good. It wasn't, wasn't a plan. show we really watched. No, up. it was before. Mm. Well, before my time. You guys are a little bit older than me. Yeah. Still slightly before my time too. <laughs> well, I'm glad because we were on the way here talking how old you actually were today. <laughs> Forty three today. Yeah. Uh, so young. You said forty seven. Yeah. He looks forty seven. <laughs> yeah, that's a look. That's a look. <laughs> yeah. But the actual if you check my certificate. Ravi always <laughs> looks more mature. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's well, can we be did. sure that your mum and dad actually knew it was nineteen seventy six when you were born? Stop it. So, <laughs> I'm not from. They went from Samoa. Yeah, yeah, they they, 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 drew, they left Sydney in '72 and <laughs> came back in '83. You looked about Two-ish. about five or six. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, yes. So he was born five oh, years ago. Stop it. Um, you're the oldest, aren't you, too, Ravi? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Oldest of four. So I got um, shout out to Dylan. Yeah. Hey, Dylan. I know you love the podcast. Yeah. And probably Rocky. Hello, Dylan. Yeah, my other brother. And they got two lovely my sisters, Amber and Lara. And uh, yeah, it's good to be it's good to be the eldest. There's a responsibility when you're eldest. You tend to uh, at least at least for me anyway. I was like you took the responsibility. I was a bu- yeah. I was a like bully, the prefect. They always call me the prefect. <laughs> like I was the one, you know, trying to keep everyone in line. Yeah. I was um listening to you guys talking to Max Brooks, and mm. I was that interesting conversation about the younger ones who actually have to look up to their older brother, and so they often um, become it's, better than their bigger brother because that, you know that's true. Mm. Doesn't always happen, as it yeah. turns out. <laughs> Doesn't happen in every family. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones for Dylan. It was like aim for the stars, and you might just hit the treetops, well, and yeah, you know, he's done okay. Well, my brother's six <laughs> years older than me, and so when when he was sort of you know had his Ford Escort panel van, and his friends had the Sandman and all that sort of oh. stuff. I used to go to the beach with them, like so. I would have been like eleven or 12 and they're 17 18 and it was great i was just hanging out with these guys and doing all this sort of stuff and i was reasonably sporty so i could keep up with them and most things and my brother used to put me on a show all the time because like we, we had bb guns in the backyard <laughs> and sl- you know 22 slug guns and <laughs> yeah. stuff and we'd be shooting cans and occasional birds and and um and you know he'd say to his, his mates he'd go oh, look look uh Brent can probably shoot better than you, and he's like a little kid. And they're yeah. like, nah, nah. And they'd be trying to shoot the cans, and they couldn't do it. And I'd, you know, line six cans, and I'd go boom, 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 boom. So and they're like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> but, but, but little did they know, he'd been training me yeah, yeah. all the way up to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you've so been in just, tears in the backyard at night. Yeah. <laughs> Ten more! Ten more! Bleeding trigger finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was all good. How yeah, was that yeah. feeling when that, uh, like, do you remember how that felt to... Oh, knock those cans over all that sort of situation. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Loved well, it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And yeah. um, but you know, what was even better was you know going out to Kmart to buy the gun. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see money change hands? Was you was your brother <laughs> using it? Was he using it as a side uh, he, hustle? He, yeah, look, he yeah. you know he's he's probably done a lot of those things over the years. And um, <laughs> um, no, yeah. so, no, we love Gav. We love Gav. He's um, he li- Murray Gav lives out like in a big property out of sort of northwestern. Yeah, so, yep, Glossodia. Glossodia, yeah. Glossodia? Yeah. There's a suburb I've never heard of. sort of on the way to Wiseman's? Um, Wiseman's is a little bit further north, but yeah, it is on the way to Wiseman's. So you go straight from Wiseman, you turn left (laughs) to go to Glossodia. Yeah, definitely on the way to Wiseman's. Yeah, but Sydney is amazing. You know, it's so big, and uh, I really appreciated having that opportunity to to work out there with you, Brent, and, uh, you know, got to see more of Sydney. I... um, now have a very small footprint. I think my carbon footprint is about the size of my footprint. Yes. You know, everyone. I was talking to someone. Well, now yesterday. it's going to be less with your new shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my birthday shoes! So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. They'll come into their own next winter, though. Actually, our mm. new sponsor, 
Pace, yeah. Pace yeah. Athletic, Pace have, Athletic. Uh, have, have uh, sponsored his new uh, sandal. They must have, did they hear that I've been running? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they heard you running. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't hear you running, yeah. Was it the breathing yeah. or the footsteps? <laughs> yeah, it was the breathing. <laughs> Stop that, guys. <laughs> yeah. so you're worried about your carbon footprints because you're sucking every bit of oxygen. So just for our listeners. There is new recovery the sandals. In joke, for the in-joke, I was uh, I've started running. Uh, I did a 5K. I did a 5K run the other night. It was a time trial. You did a 5K race, don't you? I essentially did a race, and uh, the warm-up was 1K, and the warm-down was 1K. So I did like 7Ks at the same pace. <laughs> I did a 7K run. Everyone else did five, but anyway. Uh, yeah, you did a 7K jog. Yeah, I pretty much did. And, and we started off as a, um, in a staggered start. I was telling Murray the other day. I went off with the other sort of more portly runners and we, we took off first and that the idea would be that we'd all finish at the same time, you know, so we could all then get together, we'd have a chat afterwards. A quarter of the way through the race, uh, I got taken over and I was like trying to do the maths in my head, are we going to finish at the same time now? I don't think we will. <laughs> so then, the, then anyway, as it turns out, I was coming last, I'm just I'm just trying to finish this race, don't walk in, you got to keep running, keep running and I was trying to distract myself and one of the, the first runners came back to find me to make sure I was okay and escorted me back with a slow clap. Everyone was clapping me as I was running through. It was amazing. But actually, in fairness, I really enjoyed that the whole process. It wasn't as humiliating as it sounds. Oh, good. Yeah. I think you've... Um, what, what time did you do? The run. <laughs> I did 20. Oh, no. I did uh, under half an hour. I was happy with that. <laughs> one of one of my friends, he um he likes looking up stuff that, you know, to see if, as, as us middle, middle-aged men sort of... Um, as we're getting older, he's like, I need to know I can do things that younger yeah. people can do. And so he looked up what you need to do to qualify for um, SAS. Yeah. And um, and it's it's like um, you have to do, I think, 30 or 40 push-ups. Um, you have to be able to do eight strict chin-ups or 10 chin-ups, like an 800-meter swim in a relatively okay time for us. Yeah. Um, but the run, I think, is... Um, I think it works out to be 2.4 Ks and it has to be sub 11 and a half minutes. Jesus. I could be slightly wrong, but I think I'm pretty sure that's right. And so he, he took us out one night with a bunch of us because I do a training group with some mm. friends and we said, Let, let's do this whole thing and see if we can do all do the um, SAS training. And um, yeah, yeah, a few of us got it easy and we were like really pleased with that. But, but then some were pretty close and thought they'd be nowhere near it. And so now they're all like, oh. So they've been upping their training to, to sort of, yeah, to be to sort get of to the SAS. SAS. Time. You know what would be really right. funny? Then they can tell their wives they're elite trainers, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what would be really funny? If like two in the morning they get a knock on the door and then it's like, they got to, come on, we need you. Yeah, yeah, country needs you. Yeah, we've been watching. Yeah, we watch everything. And we see you. since he Googled it? SAS. Just a little button goes off somewhere in camera. Yeah, little light flashes. Oh, oh, that's the dream. Mm. Like the last Starfighter. Yeah. Oh, it's just so like... You'd be surprised how um how much people will improve with just that little bit of training on and that and a little bit of motivation. So yeah. uh, that's mm. true. And, look, and at your, look at your time you did now and then like in a year's time do it again and you'll be like, Wow, like I smashed yeah. it. But do some stuff in between. We bought hey, we bought you recovery sandals yeah. for a reason. I feel I'm ready. <laughs> I've been sleeping. I've been wearing my sandals. I like that idea, but it might, maybe that that's worth um, worth thinking about. Like each birthday, you go through a, a process like that, like um, like that, whether mm. it's SAS entry, 
uh, qualification or something like that. How fast can I run a 5K? Yeah. How much can I lift off the ground in a deadlift? What can I squat? And um, how many pull-ups can I do? Something I've got a good like mate in New Zealand. I don't know whether he's still doing, but I do remember him still doing it at 38. He used to run an extra K. Mm. So he was up to 38 Ks. Each, so every each year on his oh, birthday, oh, okay. he would just leave the house. He started in his mid-20s. It's going to suck in his 80s. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, wow. you might leave the day before. <laughs> that was just his thing. Yeah, it's too you hard. Know. I'm done. Yeah. I think I think what he'll have to do when he hits 45, yeah. he'll have to then reduce it. Okay, yeah, yeah, go down a year. Just see if you can get faster. See if you can hold your hold time. Your oh, that's yeah. a good idea. One less K. <coughs> one less K at your peak. Yeah, but how did you know? I was saying this to someone the other day. They were like, "Oh, you get into middle age." I was like, "You don't, you don't know until the end." Mm. Mm-hmm. But be, you might not be the first be middle third. age. Mm. This could be a first third. So, what would you fellas do? What would you like to do on your birthday? What are your, if you, you know, if you were going to set a, a physical challenge or even a mental challenge, but a physical challenge where you're going to, um, like, this could be a great topic for the podcast. Yeah, we should talk about this. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what? How would you set it up for your, you know, each year to go? Okay, because um, you know, I suppose we're starting with the. Th- the theory that each year you should kind of there's an entropy or there's breakdown or there's you know you get slower or worse. How how do you um how do you keep the the fire burning? The wheels the wheels ticking. Yeah. What are the, what is a reasonable kind of setup of things? Is it going to be a the swim a swim time or the fact that you you know that you can um, I don't know still drive a car. Um, <laughs> you know what? What are the? What would you guys like to do? Because I, I think a run is a good one. Uh, a lifting, some sort of lifting component, maybe a, um, some sort of stamina, some sort of stamina thing, I like a number of push-ups. Yeah, I think I'd just like as as time went on, still be able to walk down to the Blue Gum Forest and the Blue Mountains, and that's fine walking down. But do then, stairs. <laughs> knowing that you can walk back up again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting you know, a, first getting up, a chopper and coming up Perry's look down. Um, maybe if you can't get back up, then. That's, that's right. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> you right. Just, you just, just sit down. To the earth, Brent. Your friends have got to come down. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you just stay there. <laughs> just, that's it. Yeah. This is now your life. You're mm. a forest dweller. You are now in the Cox's River. That's kind of cool. That's, so that, that, you know, that to me would be nature. a great birthday every year. Uh, every year, go down, spend a, a night or two down there for your birthday. Cool. Don't have to worry about text messages. Yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff. Yes. How much time nature. do text messages take up on your birthday? Oh, all that, yeah. I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm, I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. yeah, don't call me today. Yeah. Don't message me. I mean, you can message me. I'll read them tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but so I don't, yeah, don't want to be caught up with all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Actually, today is pretty good for you. Like, going for a nice swim on your birthday with your best mates. Yeah. 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 Well, they're not <laughs> Some here. Some guys I anyway. know. They're not here. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't all make it. But it'd be nice with you guys. Come yeah, this will be okay. Me. Thank you. Thank you. This will be okay. You know I don't have mates. <laughs> But um, it, it's something you've been throwing out there, though, for the last few weeks in, in text messages, mm. is we should do something in 2020. We should yes. do some physical challenge. Yes. He's been sending me pictures. Did he send you the picture of a 268k walk yeah, the, in the Alice Lara Springs? The Lara it's going to take 14 like, days. Let's well, do something okay. challenging. I'm going, I'm doing, are you going to do the Tough Mudder? Have you heard of you know, the Tough I've Mudder? Heard of tough, I've never done a Tough Mudder. I did, I did I it last year. It was good. It was um, it was good. Seventeen k running, uh, the cool. running, and like you know, I'm a reasonable runner, but the running, um, some of it was on a slant, which I didn't really enjoy. The running on a camber, yeah, I think that's not so great for your knees. But um, you could mm. walk that bit. Um, but uh, otherwise, there was an <laughs> ice bar. Looking at you. you could do you, you could you could walk that bit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, look no, at me. I could, I, I'm going to walk that bit this year because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not really necessary. not good for it. Uh, you know, on on old, older knees, it's not so good. Yeah. 
Okay. You'll um, know about it in a couple of years. I so, yeah, yeah. Least. What's it like going down there? But so, so something like a tough mud. I, yeah, that's good. We did a Spartan race once. Yeah. Mm. Um, that was pretty tough. Yeah. It was like a 16K run around um, uh, Olympic Stadium. Mm, a more yeah, urban. It was horrible. A lot of all those stairs were running up and down. We go outside, do some. But it's nice to be in. Nice to be out it was, in nature. It was nice to be in nature. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's really dependent on your friends that you're with because you, you all help each other and you help other random people. I remember yeah. helping a guy who was literally stuck in what he thought was was like quick mud, quick sand. He, was, he imagined like, he, he had was fear die. on his face, like yeah. you wouldn't believe. And so I just grabbed him, like you know, grab, gave him my forearm, and another guy helped and. We said, "Don't worry, mate. You'll be right." And then and he's just like, oh, "Thank you so much." And oh, he amazing. was doing it by himself, so he didn't have a group. Yeah. Well, he wasn't with his group at that point. Just in time. If you, so, if you then think about that guy's journey to get to that point, yeah, at some point he's just gone. He's told his, his farewell to his family. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> yeah. off to do this thing. In the back of his mind, he must something must have triggered where he's just gone. This is quicksand. I've yeah. seen this in a cartoon yeah. one time. Yeah, now I'm in it. <laughs> it's amazing where your mind where your mind goes with that sort of stuff. Yeah. And and it was um it's funny because they they dug some seriously deep holes like you know you're going along in sort of knee deep mud then all of a sudden <clears throat> you'd literally sink down to your waist because oh. like the guys with the with the uh, with the heavy machinery must be going nah this, yeah, this, this is going to be, be a laugh take <laughs> it down a notch <laughs> get well, down another meter Barry they can't yeah. they can't get see the they can't stuff. see the big hole here we'll just put a massive hole here and <laughs> see what they think of that yeah. <laughs> that's rough so, I love um, it but it's good because you have got to help each other out you couldn't do, you can't do it by yourself. No, oh, yeah. and that's nice. I mean, so. I've also I've also gone this whole year without alcohol. I haven't talked much about it on the podcast, but so I stopped drinking in Christmas that's Eve impressive. last year. It is. It's about time we talk to you fellas about this. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so <clears throat> coming up to the end of that year, three months to go. Um, normally celebrate birthdays, uh, you know, like with traditionally with parties and, and mm. letting letting loose that way, but. I was just thinking about other ways that we could celebrate, like going for. A, I love this idea of going for a going for a hike or going camping or being in nature. Maybe we can redefine, redefine sort of how to celebrate mm. in, in other ways that are health promoting or uh, you, you know um, something that's going to make yeah. you feel great rather than make you feel hungover and old. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have another friend. He, he actually has invited me next weekend to do a hike for his birthday. I didn't realize it was a long weekend though, actually. No. So now I'm like, nah. kind of in the bad books insofar as <laughs> oh. family life is concerned because you know yeah. Matt's been away so much lately. I'm like, oh, I can't really do that mm. the long weekend. But nah. um, but we'll do another one soon. But it, it's it's nice, I think, uh, doing something like that rather than a physical just having a yeah something out where you're out and about and you get to enjoy you get to enjoy your time. Mm. My my uh, challenge to Murray so um, was. I said, let's do something in 2020. Yep. We do it as a, you know, before the dip kind of event, um, or just a, even if it's just Murray and I doing it, yeah. and you, Brent, if you want to come along. Uh, but I said, how about something like the Larapinta Trail? You know, the, you know the Larapinta. So it's like a two-week hike in the desert uh, with nothing to see but rocks mm. and sky. But it'd be amazing. But then I was like, two weeks. Imagine getting two weeks <laughs> off. I think you should probably do a one-day or two-day thing <laughs> yeah. before that. Just oh, to that's try. what I, I sort of seem to think back when you said, for, is there an abbreviated version that we could do over like, we'll go to Centennial Park and we'll do three loops <laughs> of the bike track. Yeah. Well, I don't mind, I don't mind <laughs> going to Alcus and doing the, It'd be a great experience, but oh, yeah, two I weeks. Look, I didn't realize Jade, it was two look, weeks either. Look, we just I think even if we did it quickly and got it done in 10 days, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. Start yeah. with the overland <laughs> track or something. Yeah. Or, well, maybe yeah. the six foot track. Yeah. Well, maybe just. Yeah, maybe that. At, at a day in the Blue Mountains. <laughs> a walk to Shelley and back. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, so but are, are we are going to do something, Mazza. Yeah, I think we should. We are going to do something. Are you coming to the the talk? Yeah, real men talk? Yeah, the, the real men. The, the real men. Yes, yeah, real I, I'd, I'd like to come. Actually, are there any um? Any there tickets? any spare tickets because I have a few friends who might want to come along from my training Jeez, group. If so. I had a, if I if I'd had a dollar for every time I heard that one. Yeah, we we do, and um, we do have tickets left still, but there's only there's only a few left. Mm. All right, yeah, like forty. <laughs> so make sure you get on quick. Yeah. Save yeah. me about fifteen of those. No, because guys are like, uh, you know what it's like. We we come and we go. Mm, yeah, that sounds good. I want to go. Oh, that yeah. you're, oh, you're not going to sign up to the last minute. Are you? No, yeah, yeah, no. And then it'll be like, oh, there's none left. I was talking about it in the podcast last time with Murray. It's like it'll be text messages and phone calls. Hey, do you have any tickets? I oh, know there's no tickets left. Yeah. There's yeah. no ticket there. Went on the website. And it, yeah, went on working. there. It says sold out. No, yeah, sold out. but have you got any other tickets? <laughs> you keeping a few in the top drawer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't no, be we'll that guy. Make sure you actually. Someone uh, I heard on the radio yesterday. Someone from the um, Canberra Raiders, uh, the Raiders um, is in the um, you know in the grand final, yeah. and um, and he's in he's English, and he's uh, he's like he's got like twenty people from England all flying right. over. Yeah. And he's got he's got to get like twenty tickets, tickets now for the grand final, yeah. and, and he goes even that's hard. He goes we get four free tickets. Yeah, you get four get four for your family, and then you're uh, and he's going to have to front up for the others. <laughs> yeah, he said yeah. he's going to pay for them. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're on the plane, so uh, he can't yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, so can't, can't hide from just them. Just yeah. Send him at the pub. Imagine yeah. they were just sitting yeah. around. Just ask the, the guy, ask for Ravi <laughs> at the Golden Leaf in Double Bay, <laughs> oh. and he'll give you the tickets. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll come over there with my bum bag. <laughs> yeah. oh, how was that? How was that grand final? The AFL grand final yesterday. Oh. Oh. I listened oh, to it on just the radio. One side, like if you ever oh. seen a one sided grand final. The first quarter was good, actually. That was really tight and and uh but it was ominous sign when richmond scored a goal like on the buzzer at the end of the first quarter and then momentum never went back no, to because they ended up getting beaten by like 80 points didn't they yeah yeah, that's yeah just well, unbelievable. We, were, we were driving so I was they scored the 25 break. points the whole game mm. that's unbelievable and they were sort of talking about how this could potentially scar yes that yes. that team and that group and that club for yeah. potentially years to come ever, like ever, the ever. So for the GWS players who listen to this show, just believe in yourselves. Yeah, come for a swim. Yeah, come. Yes, right. Get, come for get a swim fresh. Have a good off season. Mm. You know, let your head, let your head down. Go to Bali, <laughs> and when don't you come back, don't fall off a moped. Don't fall off a moped. Get a new and then come back and um, and refresh because mm. yeah, it's just it, I can I can see how that could potentially scar them. But I mean, they made it to the grand final. Like that's mm. that's not a. Small deal. I don't think anyone was going to beat Richmond no. yesterday. Yeah, they had, yeah. Their, they had their day. They had their but by that much, the, the <laughs> rugby league finals have been really good. Oh, mm. they've been sensational. Yeah, been sensational. The Roosters and the Raiders. Yeah, would never the two have picked R's. That. R and R. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't Suspicious. have picked it at the beginning of the year. No, wouldn't have picked it at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. R and R. Oh yeah. But how oh, that Ravi Camera Rudder. game? That Camera game. Who's Murray, the prop? Who's the, who's the Canberra prop that just played out of his skin? Oh, Joseph. Yeah, Papali. Joseph Papali. Mate, I was going to say Papalia, but he was, was a man <laughs> possessed, wasn't he? Oh, he's out of control. He's like a wrecking ball. He's as wide as he is tall. Man, trying to tackle that guy. Oh, no, thanks. Is he, uh, is he a descendant of another Papali in the past? <laughs> Papali in the past? Is, was, there another another, was, there, was there was it George Papali? Not George. Yeah, there has been others. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making that up. Yeah, well, sounds. We good. could say the bad thing. They're all related, but, but we won't. Because we don't like that on this show. Yeah, we're not like that, but they are all related. <coughs> but, you know, we've got Brent on the couch, and I think we should lean in yep. on some oh. of Brent's wealth of knowledge. Yep. Because <laughs> the other thing about Brent that he comes across 
is just normal bloke. Normal bloke. Yeah, you, yeah. You wouldn't know. So listening to him to now, you re- you think, oh yeah, random. <laughs> yeah, some random goat. But he's actually he's, a superhero. He's almost an author. Yep. He has a manuscript <laughs> that he's been working that, on for a him? long time. What do you call it before it's a book? A dr- he, uh, draft. A draft. <laughs> draft. Are you just a writer a until it's pages. published and then you become an author? He's like the J.K. Rowling of neurology. Is that? I don't think that's overreaching. I don't think that's overstretching it. Who did Mister Man? I think I, need, I, think I, need, I think I need to get uh, Hermione Granger to work on the book a bit more <laughs> yeah. to get it done. <laughs> to get it done. No, she is um, studious. Yeah, that's right. She, what is she? She's a muggle. Uh, she's a muggle, but she's a good one. Yeah, yeah. she's one of those good muggles. <laughs> but as you get older, Brent, from a we never used the term muggle on this show before. <laughs> and we may never use it again. I'm upset with myself that I knew it. Um, oh, don't be like that. You know, what could we do from, as our brain ages? Mm. You know, what are some, what are some things? Maybe that, that are on the edges of science. Yeah, that yes. science would say, you know, because Ravi and I go, look, have a cold shower. Mm. You know, that's good for you. There's this process called hemesis. It's kind of still on the... Mm. on the edge of science science and people deny and do all that sort of stuff but what 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 in the neurology world from a science perspective that's that's out there on the edge that's yeah, not a shortcut not a hack yeah. but something that you could put into your day that you go hey this will keep me well i think from my perspective it's about understanding neurological pathways and, and those neurological pathways, we all know they break down in certain ways. And so I don't think it's even too far to say that it's on the edge. I think this is real. Is yeah. What you need to do is work on those pathways which you know are going to break down over time and see if you can improve those um, to a point where you know you either slow the rate at which they're breaking down or um, keep them going really well so that they're not breaking down at all. Um, so I often tell all my patients as they're getting older, there's a few things you really need to do. So um, we, we always say that three main things that the brain's going to need is oxygen, fuel, and activation. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you guys talk about oxygen really well. Like, mm. you know, you talk about patients who've got, um, you know, um, issues with their breathing, and, and so you can go do the Wim Hof breathing and yep. all that sort of stuff to really help that. It's also important not to overbreed. So a lot of people hyperventilate. Yep. So lots of people come in with symptoms of tingling in their body and they feel a bit... Um, uh, dizzy or um, they, they breathe headaches. too much. They're breathing too much, too and regular. and and so then it closes their airways down, and their body's getting all the wrong signals. So um, then that's when the breath holds and things can help. Um, and then fuel, like you've got to make sure, sure you're eating really well, etc. But activation, if you look at that and think, what can I do activation-wise? Um, when it's all midline pathways. So midline pathways are your ability to move your eyes the ability to have a strong tongue and move your tongue, a strong palate or gullet um, and soft palate, um, your diaphragm, mm. your sp- in, uh, like your core spinal muscles and your transverse muscles and your pelvic floor. And so I have my patients doing rapid eye exercises. So we're doing, moving their eyes from one side to the other really fast, saccadic eye movements. That's been shown to help people's balance. It also has been shown to help people's plantar response. So all their ability to feel their feet um, in elderly population groups. So 
Um, so I put little clock targets around a, a wall and then have them look at a, a target high and then back to the center and then up, up to the right and then back to the center, across to the right and then down to the right and then down and all around, around the clock and then back again. Murray's um, more got a digital clock, so how would he? Yeah. How, what, how else could you describe that? For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all six thirty-nine to so. me. <laughs> look at the nine. Look at the three. You're time stamping it again, right? Yeah, yeah. It's six thirty-nine in the morning while we're recording this, people. <laughs> On Ravi's birthday. Yeah. Um, so you can do those eye exercises, and then the other important one is like nice slow eye movements. Um, so you can track a target. So when you think of um evolutionary like you know sort of terms we used to look in the distance and you'd see an animal and you'd follow that animal to then walk after it and sort of end up catching it and things now we don't really look in the distance very often because there's not much in the distance yeah. because we've built up so much <coughs> around Stuff, us so yep. there's, there's not much long distance viewing mm. um so then looking at a short target a near target and a far target you can do that sort of stuff um, for the palate, um, what's really useful is I just get people to gargle every day. Um, so in the shower, yeah. get a glass of water um, uh, and gargle, gargle your favorite tune, yeah. um, whatever it is, you know, you can put bicarb or whatever yeah. you want in the water to, to do that. Um, but what you want to do is um, keep your soft palate. It's a muscle like any other muscle in your body. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work and hold well, it gets a bit floppy. And then you can get problems with that. And so one of the biggest problems is when people, you know, hurt themselves, they have an injury, end up in hospital, and then they can easily develop, and even at home, is aspirational pneumonia. Yeah. And that's when you sort of inhale food particles, mostly because those reflexes aren't as uh, strong and stable anymore. And then you set up a site for infection and pneumonia, and then you've got to deal with the pneumonia. Yeah. But if you already had a strong palate, you're less likely to, you know, aspirate food particles. So gargling every day is great. Um, wow, you would yes. never thought of that, would you? Never. You, you woke up this morning. No, I wouldn't have thought. For, a few things you wouldn't have thought this morning. You wouldn't have thought BG would be here on the couch. First of all, and then but secondly, just to gargle. That gargling is going to help me to not inhale food, food in my lungs when I'm elderly and have it fall and end up in hospital. Yeah. But, you know but what, if you is, don't, this feels very much like an intervention. Like you guys are trying to, you know, <laughs> set me up for the future. Yeah, we're trying to help. And you're you. talking like talking. No, you're well, talking at me. It's very kind. You're talking sort of sideways. Yeah. But well, we're worried. loud and clear, well, Ravi. We are worried. So the other thing you might want to do, Ravi, is... Yeah. Really different. I'm only, so, yeah, yeah. You're Hypothetically to speaking, <coughs> old man. So, but what you're saying, though, is if you if you gargle for our for our listeners... In the shower. Gargling in the shower. Doesn't, if you're good, you don't it, have to do it in the shower. I, I often tell it in the shower because people sort of make a mess when they first start because yeah, yeah. they realise how poor they are yeah. at gargling. Mm. But it, it's going to keep neural connections strong. Yes. Not that it's just going to go, oh, it's going to stop me from getting yeah. aspirational pneumonia when yeah. I'm 43 and, have, yeah. Uh, yeah. 43 and have a fall. So the other thing you'll notice with... With, uh, <laughs> with my new shoes, because I don't know how to walk in them yet. <laughs> Break a hip. <laughs> with with, with um, people as we get older, we, we tend to go... We get a bit slumpy, don't we? So we, we um, get a bit rounded in the shoulders and the head goes forward and the hamstrings get tighter and the calves get tighter and... People get plantar fasciitis and calf injuries yeah. and hamstring tears and um, and so all that's controlled really by the tone that's set up um, from the brainstem and so I know you guys had someone talk about the brainstem recently. Um, I mean, you're psychologists and yeah. the old brain, the reptilian brain, and things like that. But that area of the brain sets up your muscle tone. And so when we're born, we're in a, you know in a fetal position, and then you know um, then we get. We move around and we start to develop strength in our extensor muscles in our upper body and we get a bit of extension in our upper body. 
Um, so what you want to try and do is stop that sort of rolling back in again. And so by keeping your higher brain healthy, mm-hmm. it regulates then and excites your middle part of your brain, the older part of the yep. brain. And its job, gets a bit funny, its job is to inhibit the muscles that are pulling forward so that you don't get too much pulling forward. So mm. if someone's mm. brain's not healthy, their midbrain's not getting lots of signals, so it's not inhibiting those muscles yeah. from pulling forward. So our natural tendency is to be forward, and then when the brain's healthy, it relaxes and it allows our chest to, to open mm. up because of there's, um, there's better inhibition on those yeah. muscles. So by keeping those higher brain areas healthy and like just doing like a nice gentle way to exercise, keep your higher brain healthy is doing squats because it's a big muscle group. It's got a small number of what are called spindles, which represent um, how much sensitivity a muscle has, but it's a large muscle and it's a nice gentle way to activate the brain. And by doing that, people, their posture will improve by, by just doing um, posture in the, even in yeah. their upper body will improve by doing lower body exercises as you excite the brain to inhibit to to then allow that inhibition from the brain stem to so, the core. So because of this, with that spindle situation, it's not going to over stimulate. That's right. <clears throat> so you can you can squat for a long time, or you can it's a low irritant. Yeah, and, and that's and and safe you know, way to it's, it's a safe it's a much you know it's a very safe way to give someone some some exercise as awesome. long as their hips and knees can can cope with the with the movement patterns. Yeah. But you know, there's lots of evidence to suggest that you know keep doing that anyway because that will help the hips and knees. So a lot of people. So do you do? Oh, sorry. No, you go do. You do repetition of squats, or do you sit in a squat? Well, the safest so way, the safest way is actually isometric. So you just can sit in a squat, yeah. right? So if you've got someone you're worried about and you don't want them doing too many motions because yeah. the motions are going to upset their poor old knees, you get them to sit in a squat for a period of time, yeah. and um, and then as they get better, they can sort of do you know um, ranges. But isometrics are fantastic yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I was just thinking a lot of people um, sitting at home or listening to this in the car, and you know they catch themselves in a the mirror um, slouching, and they think they need to get on the foam roller, or they need mm. to, you know it's because they're on the computer that they're doing that. What you're really saying is that their brain is degenerating. Not degen- not necessarily. We can say degeneration, but it's basically it's shutting down in certain areas that lazy. maintain that. Yeah, getting mm. lazy. Yeah, and and so it's. I'm just trying to think of well, an all analogy. these all these parts. They're they're all plastic parts. So if you're not if you you know you can get into a habit and sit poorly in a habit and then, but you're then wiring those pathways to be like that as so, well. So so can you just talk a little bit about like the purpose of that setup? So that like, why why is the brain set up that way so that when those pathways get lazy that there is this, we go into this fetal position. Is it, is it a yeah. fail safe? What's the... <laughs> well, it's basically, it's, it's, there's, yeah. Yeah, we slouched on the couch. Um, oh, the, I'm going to get out the, of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're a, we're a bipedal species and, um, and so walking on two legs. And so um, it really comes about from our, you know, previous quadruped sort of scenario. And um, so your muscles in the upper body um, your pectorals and your scalenes, which are on each side of your neck, and your bicep muscles, um, you know, they've got lots of um, input coming into them. Um, and then if they, we need to have them um, allow to to extend. And so it's, it's part of that sort of um, uh, ontogenesis of, of movement and, um, and how we've sort of developed and created those movements. So um, from a baby lying on the ground yeah, to, being, get, right. up, to yeah. get up and move around. Yeah. And um, what, one of the major inputs 
to to that situation to allow these um, patterns to get head away from that so we can extend is actually our vestibular system, so mm -hmm. our inner ear. So mm -hmm. babies and children love to be whizzed around. And, yep. and when you whiz someone around, that puts direct input into the brainstem without going anywhere else. It goes straight to the brainstem. And then those pathways actually then go down to your spinal cord and excite the, um, the muscles to go into extension. So it's the same thing with an adult. Like you watch an elderly person walk across the road, right? They're walking across the road, they've got their little shuffly steps. And then if they turn their head to look at vehicles coming on, mm. just by turning their head, they can actually upset their vestibular system. And then what'll happen, they'll get dizzy as yep. they turn their head or like they'll get not dizzy, but stumbly yep. mm. because the, the pathways that are meant to direct down to, the, to their muscles and their lower legs and body to actually um, look after them and so they don't fall over when they turn their head, they're not working that well either. So um, funnily enough, that's one of the exercises I get people to do is like, if they can stand both feet together and they're safe, oh, that, that's great. And I'll say, okay, stand on one leg. And, um, and there's all these standard tests for unilateral uh, or one-sided, one-leg stance. That's and one-leg stance Thank with you. your eyes closed. Um, and I think rather at your age... Mm. What should I be able to do? I think with one leg, eyes closed, I think you should be in the 20-second range, 20 to 30-second range. Okay. So, so if, I close if my eyes down age, on one leg. Yeah, you can't stand on... Yeah, and well, just <coughs> don't even turn your head just yet. <coughs> just stand on one leg, <laughs> don't, eyes don't closed. Risky. And if you can do 20 to 30 seconds, then you can start turning your head <laughs> yeah. doing those sorts of things. Okay. But if you can't do 20 to 30 seconds at your age, <laughs> um, you then have to sort of look at yourself and go, okay, look, my, my balance age is obviously not as good as... 43 it might be mm. older mm. um but if you can you know smash that out then you're like oh i've got the balance age of a 25 year old so then um, so so would you just say would that be the exercise the test and the exercise yeah so the test can then be the test really is to determine whether or not the person is capable of doing it and mm. if they're capable of doing it then you can know you can keep going forward with that yeah. if the person's failing that test you then have to pull it back and go okay we're going to do this with your eyes open yeah um, you're not going to stand on one leg to start. You're going to stand on both legs. Or you might stand in a tandem gait. So you put yep. one foot in front of the other, like you know, a mm. heel to toe sort of scenario. Um, and that is surprisingly really difficult for a lot yeah. of people. They think it's, oh, yeah, I can do that. And mm. you get them to stand like that. And then without closing their eyes, I actually ask the patients to turn their head left mm. and then just see, what, how, see how their wobbles go mm. and mm. see if they're, it's called the vestibulospinal system. So that inner ear connection, down to your spinal system and spinal motor control um, should be able to adapt really well and hold that person still. Um, if they're failing with that, and sometimes they're worse on one side than the other side, then you know that you've got to do some work and they can help. you can help that patient by doing some work on their, their inner ear maybe on that side or their, it also can be the uh, afferents or the, or the, um, the incoming messages from, from the neck structures as well if you're turning your head. So if someone's got a really bad neck, and they're doing that. So there's information from their neck coming into their brain as well, not just their vestibular system. Not just mm. their vestibular system. So, so all so these systems have to work <laughs> well together. So, you know, your visual system, your vestibular system, and your joint and muscle system have to be well coordinated. And if those three are well coordinated, you're in good stead. You're, yeah, you're gonna be in really good so stead. So for the <coughs> so for the people listening at home, what would what would be a really simple test? Would you get them to do at home do that tandem gait and have a little you know, practice themselves to kind of go, oh, that's where that, that, that's not as good as it should be. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah. so there's you, tests that we would do in the in the practice, but yeah, just as a so look, for, an, just a self audit, stand up and, and look. The safest place to do this is in a corner. 
Yeah. You stand in a corner. You can either face into the corner or face yeah. away from the corner because you're not going to fall too far when you've got a, a wall on each side to yep. support you. Um, but just basically corner. stand in the naughty corner. So um, <laughs> stand on one leg. Um, and, and if you find standing on one leg, stand on one leg and close your eyes. And if you're fine doing that, um, see how long you can do that for. And then if you're fine doing that, you can then do the tandem and turn your head left and right. Um, you can then, you know, um, have the eyes closed, turn left and right. You know, when you get really good, you can stand on a wobble board doing those same things, mm-hmm. gargling, you know, turning your head, eyes closed, yeah. brushing your teeth, you know. And, you know, I mean, and that's like, that's a, you know, that's a funny picture, but that's kind of probably what our Olympic athletes are doing or the high, yeah, so high that, level and that's athletes. What, and, and that's, you know, that multitasking <coughs> is really important for this sort of stuff because mm. you want these systems to work without having to think about them. And um, because when you are older and you are crossing the road and you are turning your head to see what's coming. And the other thing with people is that there's part of the brain called the cerebellum, which is really important for timing. Mm. Um, And so when you quickly turn your head and you're looking at a vehicle coming, you've got to judge how Mm. fast is that car coming? Is it a truck? Is it a van? Is it a, you know, is it a bicycle? Yeah. And you've got to make a snap decision. Am I going to, am I, am I going to stop or go? Am Mm. I, am I? Is, you know, is it safe? And yep. so there's not just the issues going on with their balance, but they've got some timing issues. And so they don't pick up that that car's going at 75 k's an yeah. hour. They thought it was going at 50 k's an hour. Bang. So then, yeah, yeah. You don't, they don't have the time that they thought they had to get across the road. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's important stuff. I think what happens, what I see with people, the human behavior side of that, Brent, when those systems start to break down is that people will make decisions for themselves like on a subconscious level, I don't really like going out or I don't like crossing mm, the road or yes. I don't like playing um, yeah. frisbee on the beach yeah. anymore. It's just not yeah. for me. Whereas once, I, I, you know, you loved it your whole life and now all of a sudden it's not really my thing. Yeah. And mm. there's this un- discomfort oh, that comes from not knowing fear, where you are in space. fixing, doesn't yeah. it? And that's, yeah. And, I, I, and you know, I, I see what you guys are doing here. I appreciate mm. it. Yeah. Uh, this intervention has become really obvious now. I know you are playing along at home. Uh, I've got to work on my balance. <laughs> got to gargle no, more. Gar- we haven't even got to your pelvic floor. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Later on. Yeah. But we we um we unfortunately have to start to wind up mm. the um the podcast because we've got to go swim. Oh, we've got to go swimming. BG's waiting down there for he's a swim. Be yeah, BG's down there. Usually he's down there pacing. Uh, his, little, his little blue, his little blue, blue bucket. bucket. No, blue bucket. bucket. There it is there on the floor. A little the blue, blue bucket here. Um, so again, thanks so much for coming on and uh, surprising me today. I really mm. appreciate it. We've been talking about having you on the show for ages, and then yeah, Mazza pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger on the on the on the down low too. Yeah, well done. Well played, sir. Yeah. I didn't think you were capable of it, Murray. Yeah, a little surprise. <laughs> a little surprise. <laughs> a little surprise. He wears his heart on his sleeve, so that must have been, must have been killing him, not to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks again, fellas, for joining me on the birthday oh. podcast. Thanks for mm. listening at home. Uh, again, uh, tickets to the event. You know, you can get them from the uh, Ruby Lane website, rubylane.com.au. Yeah. Um, oh, we're getting some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be so good. Um, we've got prize Murray. We've got a we've got a clothing sponsor in the background that might be coming. Yes, to, to the party. Another one. Yeah, yeah, another one. Oh, not the one we think more about suits on Monday. and ties. More suits and ties. More fancy. Johnny anyway. Ruben F scarf. Will we? Will we <laughs> 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 How could that be? For the for the more mature gentleman when he wants to step out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
Big and tall, big tall men. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep that on the down low till uh, um, they don't know they're going to sponsor us. But anyway, yeah. it's gonna. It's, I'm going to make sure it happens. Nah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on board. Yeah. And we'll thank talk you. Soon. Let's go for a swim, boys. Yeah. Off we go.